0: Hi friends, welcome back to the Creating Eden podcast. I am your host, Eden, and this episode is going to be another Maiden to Mother episode. And this time I am sitting down to record this episode at 31 weeks pregnant. So the first Maiden to Mother podcast episode I recorded, which just <laughs> released, I just released it recently, was my 13 weeks Um update episode and I don't know why I sat on that episode for so long but I did for some reason it just never like I think that I just got too excited well not too excited but I just got very excited about other episodes that I was recording that I put them first and then finally I was like damn I should probably upload this one so anyways it's up there go have a listen if you haven't already um but today I wanted to give you a maiden to mother update from yeah, 31 weeks pregnant because I am in <laughs> like an entirely different world than I was in when I was pregnant, um, when I was 13 weeks pregnant. So first off, <laughs> let me take a breath. Mm. I am so grateful to be Yeah, in this space that I'm in now, I'm so grateful to be 31 weeks in my third trimester, learning everything that I'm learning, meeting different layers of myself and my stories and the ways that I show up in life, in relationship, in relationship with myself. I'm so grateful to be where I'm at. Uh, The other day... (laughs) so I had this is a kind of a funny story I had a uh, interesting experience where I was sharing with my mom um, I was sharing with her how I was feeling and what what my body was feeling like and I really felt like I just didn't have enough space (laughs) in my body which is kind of like a cycle that I feel my body goes through where baby grows first and then my body needs to expand um, around baby <laughs> even more so then I'm comfortable again. Um, but there'll be a few days of just like a lot of tension and tightness, um, which is okay. And it's uncomfortable. It's, it's challenging, you know? Uh, but I was explaining to my mom how I was feeling. And then she was like, are you sure you're, I think I was 29 weeks at the time. This was a couple weeks ago. <clears throat> she was like, are you sure? like that's where you're at. Um, it sounds to me like like that's kind of an experience that you have later in pregnancy. And so it kind of had me like question myself and question like, oh my God, am I further along than I thought? And I don't know if any, any of you listening um, has heard of or used the flow app i use the flow app to track my bleed ever since i stopped being on birth control which was like four years ago now i think so i've been tracking my cycle for a long time and uh flow has a um it's got like a pregnancy setting as well So you can you can be tracking your bleed to either not get pregnant or tracking your bleed to get pregnant Um, And so there's a Yeah an option where you input your pregnancy and then it starts tracking your pregnancy and I don't know there's things that I like about it there's things that I don't like about it I still use it I accidentally (laughs) I was using the free trial and I didn't I think that I didn't cancel Well I obviously I didn't cancel it and uh yeah, I ended up paying like $56 for it or something, so I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to use it. <laughs> I, I paid for it, so um so anyways, I went back and looked at my app because I was like, I'm I'm sure like I'm sure this is how far I am and I was really second guessing myself and when I looked back at my last bleed, it, the bleed that it showed me was in January. Um and w- when when you input that you're pregnant, it starts counting from the day, the first day of your last bleed. So it had swallowed up my February bleed. So I don't know. Anyways, I got confused and I was like, had a panic, (laughs) had a panic of like, oh my God, am I this far along? Am I, is this baby actually coming at the beginning of November? Like I, yeah, I had a panic moment and then I realized uh, when I looked at the actual records, not just the calendar, when I looked at the actual records of my bleed, I had a bleed in February. And I was like, okay, I knew it. Like, this makes sense. Um, I, yeah, (laughs) I I knew that I bled. But anyways, the entire purpose of me telling you this story (laughs) is because in the midst of my panic and questioning and second-guessing myself, I was looking through the photos on and videos on my phone and on my Instagram stories, the Instagram story archive. And um, I, cause I always, not always, but most, most of the time I share when I'm on my bleed. It's just something like I live very connected to my bleed, my cycles, my cyclical nature, my inner seasons, all of that juiciness. Um, so it's it's very yeah, very prominent. Um and the ways that I show up on social media, I share that. Um and I looked so I was looking back and I saw a picture of me in February and found that I was like free bleeding and I was like, okay, I knew I knew I had a bleed in February. Um but as I was looking through all of this stuff, I was watching some videos to see if I mentioned if I was bleeding or not. And I just noticed how like how different i am now as opposed to who i was before i got pregnant and there's so much here there's so much here that i want to dive in and and talk about um so we'll see how far we get today um but i was so different and like i i i just saw this completely different version of myself and so much of why I got pregnant when I did makes so much sense to me now. And if you've listened to, you know, I think my first podcast episode was titled, Do I Even Want This Baby? And uh, so I've been, we didn't plan this pregnancy. It wasn't something that we were even talking about like uh it just happened and you know babies they come when when they want to come there was like <laughs> there was a moment before like while we were in the midst of baby making there was a moment when Florian was like where are you at in your cycle and i was like yeah i'm probably fertile like i'm on the i'm on the like last few days of my fertile window and he was like, so and I was like, I'm leaving it up to you. <laughs> like this is all you, man. This is all you. Um so, anyways, I I had a thought in that moment, like, imagine I actually get pregnant. Uh and of course I did. <laughs> I did. So it's not like we were like necessarily super hard avoiding getting pregnant, but we weren't actively trying. It wasn't a conscious decision. It was just a like, ooh, let's push the boundaries. Let's let's see what happens. Let's play a little pregnancy roulette and see what happens. Um so anyways. <laughs> Obviously, I'm pregnant, but yeah, it wasn't something that I was actively seeking. I never had that experience of Oh, I so badly want a baby and you know, trying and being, you know, really disappointed or grieving when I got my bleed. Um, I never had that experience or I haven't yet had that experience. Um, so it was it was a shock to me and I was just like, Okay, who am I? Who am I? And anyways, I feel like I'm rambling, please, uh, yeah. Join me on the journey of a third trimester pregnant woman's mind, because let me tell you, (laughs) I'm all over the place, and words do not necessarily always come (laughs) very easily or quickly, and yeah, I tend to feel myself just like floating in the ethers a little bit more than I normally am. But I'm kind of loving it. So, anyways, bear with me as I float through the cosmos, and and you get to witness. Um, but yeah, when I came across these videos, I was just like, "Holy shit! I have changed so much." And at first, I was really clinging on to my maidenhood, as I've shared before. I I did not I had so many projections around motherhood so many projections around identity as a mother um so many stories that were yeah mine from you know how I've witnessed the women in my family and also society the stories and the images that society paints and uh Yeah, I was just like, I don't want to lose myself. I don't want to lose myself. And I think that part of that was I just spent the last, I don't know, three years of my life trying to find myself. Well, finding myself. And when I say finding myself, I mean reconnecting with the truest essence of my being, my soul, my spirit. Um, And, you know, shedding all the layers of conditioning, of programming the ways that I was taught to be how society shaped me all of those things and really just reclaiming who I am at my core and so I felt like I had just gotten to this point where I was thriving in my connection with myself and my connection with my body and I was so grateful to be there that I was like I'm keep I'm gonna keep going I'm gonna keep going I'm I'm on this path and you know i kept saying which is so funny i kept saying i'm going to create something but i don't know what it's going to be yet and in my mind i was thinking like creating some sort of offering um some sort of yeah offering whether that was an online offering in person offering but something that felt A tangible offering like something that felt big for me um oh I like I just giggle (laughs) so much at how I did not see this coming (laughs) um but yeah I I kept saying I'm going to create something it's going to feel really big I just don't know what it's going to be yet uh, yeah, surprise, newsflash to that version of me, you're going to create a baby <laughs> you're going to create a life and it's going to change you in a multitude of ways and ways that I, in my present state, don't even know yet. Um, but when I was looking at these videos of myself, I was just so surprised at the relief that I felt to no longer be in the space that I was in before I was pregnant, to no longer be the woman that I was before I was pregnant. I was so grateful, like listening to my voice, hearing what I was talking about, observing the stories that I can see now, that that version of myself couldn't see, um, that I was so stuck in and so oblivious to. And just like, oh, this, this relief and this openness I felt in my body and this gratitude It shocked me because I have fought this initiation from maiden to mother so hard. I was genuinely shocked at how grateful I was, grateful I felt, grateful I am, (laughs) really, um, to not be walking the path that I was walking before. Oh, it, it feels so good. And this is kind of like, Yeah, this is kind of like a pattern that I have consistently found myself in of like forcing and pushing and rushing. And uh, I think like the only way I just fully believe I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be, but the only way that I, I would have actually stopped doing everything that I was doing, it was to be pregnant because I was so dead set on (laughs) creating this thing. And I thought it had to be at the time, I thought it had to be like an online program that was going to change people's lives. And I don't know if I'll do that. I don't know if I'll ever do that again. I maybe, but maybe not. And that's okay. Um, Something like there's so many lessons (laughs) that have surfaced already and like I haven't even birthed this baby yet I don't even have this baby yet I'm not even like fully entered. I haven't fully entered motherhood with my baby earth side yet you know um but one of the many lessons that is really at the surface right now is this invitation to slow down this invitation to release control and really surrender to what is and like I don't know I have a little bit of hesitation in using the word surrender but really that's what it is um I have like fully taken my hands off of the wheel and closed my eyes (laughs) reclined my chair and I'm just here for the ride now you know um and that's like, I don't think, I don't think I would have done that had I not gotten pregnant. So much of mine and Florian's relationship dynamic has shifted and changed because of me getting pregnant. Our roles in, in the home have changed. Um, our roles in our family, like we're creating a little family. Oh, I love saying that. But our roles have changed so drastically. Before I was like, I don't need you. <laughs> I don't need you. I don't need you for anything you know i was very much like i could take care of myself which i needed i needed to do uh because my partnership before i needed him um and i created so many stories around how i couldn't take care of myself i couldn't provide for myself um i i didn't know how to take care of myself like i didn't know anything i was pretty much like a child and he was the parent and Yeah, so I needed to, like, swing from that end of the pendulum to the other end of I'm independent. I can take care of myself. I don't need anyone. And do I, like, can I survive on my own? Yes. Do I want to? No. (laughs) No, I want a family. I want my partner to be the provider um, that pours his energy into... Taking care of us financially, so I can pour my energy into our home, and be that, yeah, homemaking, birthing, homeschooling, like slow living, um, mother, and uh, it really excites me. I and I, I've loved that I've been seeing so many women reclaiming this um, in my online sphere. I see so many women that are proudly reclaiming motherhood um, from a slow and soft way and not soft in like um, or just soft in the way of not controlling, of letting things be as they are, whether that is intense, messy, emotional, fragile, peaceful, easeful, like Whatever it, that may be, it really surrendering to what is. Um, but watching these women like reclaim homemaking and making all of their food at home, learning ancestral ways of cooking and like I wanted to say, communing with food, with the land, with nature, um, coming back to child-led learning, homeschooling, unschooling, and really yeah disconnecting from a lot of the ways that modern western society has conditioned us to believe is the only way um it's been so beautiful and so inspiring and you know there was a part of my of my life where i was like if i do that then i failed (sighs) if i choose to be a stay-at-home mom then i failed oh my gosh, I'm just realizing the magnitude of this as I'm saying this. Um, and when I left, or even after I left my my last relationship, my last marriage, um, we had a conversation at one point, even like it was when I was already um, in my relationship with Florian, and uh, it was just like a hey, how are you? How is life treating you kind of conversation? And something that he said to me was, it looks like your life is the exact same. Um, And there's kind of some projections of, I thought you were leaving me for bigger and better things, and yet you're doing the same thing as you were doing when you were with me. And that triggered me so much. (laughs) I got so triggered Um, because there's a part of my ego that was like, I am leaving you for bigger and better things and I just haven't done them yet. I had to rebuild from zero because when I left you, I had no money, no car, no job. I had to move back in with my parents. Like I was starting from scratch and you kept living the exact same life you were living just without me. Um, so there was there was a lot there. Uh, but he, yeah, he really... <laughs> he really brought something up to the surface for me that I actually didn't realize until now um that I thought by you know I so at the time I was teaching yoga teaching dance classes in a relationship living together enjoying my life <laughs> loving myself and a lot of the shifts that have happened had happened in my life were very internal my relationship with myself how I thought about myself the way I looked at myself um and the way that I related to other people in my romantic relationships and in my friendships and within my family um so the changes that were so present and loud for me he didn't see because from the outside looking in yeah I was just teaching yoga and dance in a relationship, with friends around me, in a community, like, it looked the exact same. And I said to him, like, can you... <laughs> I, I said to him, like, it, it, can you live with the fact that maybe I did leave you just because I didn't want to be with you anymore? Not for bigger and better things? Because I think there was something said, like, oh, I could I could handle it or deal with it if you left me for bigger and better things. Um, and that doesn't mean like I don't have goals and things that I want to achieve and create in this world. Like there's so much I want to create in this world and I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't know half of the shit that I'm going to create yet. Um, all I know is this season of my life is, is calling for a very specific version of me and I'm willing to step into that version of me. I wasn't always, (laughs) I had a little bit of kicking and screaming, um, What did Ellen call it? She called it the divine temper tantrum. <laughs> That's exactly what it was for me. Divine temper tantrum. Um, so anyways, yeah, I, I didn't realize and I didn't realize like the full magnitude until this moment that I had so many projections around motherhood and <clears throat> especially this like slow living, homemaking motherhood. Um where yeah the the priority is pouring energy into the home and the family um i thought that was straight up i thought that was failing i thought that meant like oh i can't make it in the world so i have to um uh, so i have to like just stay home with my kids instead and now oh i have such a different perspective now and I am genuinely so excited to step into my role as mother, as homemaker, um, and and tend to my home and my family. Like that is the like the most important work. Yes, we can go outside and we can make an impact on people's lives, and we can, you know, do really important, amazing work outside of the home and you know the children are the future so some of the biggest work that's happening is how are we what are we how do i word this how are we feeding our children and not just food but what what are we offering them what are we giving them what in what ways are we programming them are we programming them in the same ways that we've been programmed Are we, you know, are we giving them, you know, different opportunities to stay more connected to themselves to learn how to regulate their emotions and um, learn how to navigate uncomfortable situations and just keeping them wild and connected to the land and their food and their bodies? Like, oh, how we raise children in our homes Directly impacts the world that is being created. It directly impacts the future of our planet. So, yeah, my perspective has shifted so massively into um, some of the most important work that I will ever do is raise my children and tend to my home. Oh, and it feels so good to say that. And it like feeds this feminine part of me that. I don't want to go to work (laughs) I don't want to go to work and not because I'm lazy or um, you know like oh I don't want to be tied to a schedule or what like I don't want to go to work because that's not where my heart and soul lies that's not what feels the most important to me and I'm really grateful and, and privileged to be able to sit here saying this and be with a partner who's willing to go to work and has I just dropped my microphone. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> and has the desire to be the provider. Um, I When we were having this discussion for the first time, I couldn't fully trust him. <laughs> I couldn't fully trust him in his desire to be the provider because I do not resonate. And I said that to him. I was like, I don't believe you when you say this because I have never felt this in my body I have never felt this desire to be the provider and to have that weight on my shoulders um I've never felt that and you know I'm a woman I'm so like yes I'm connected to my masculine energy at times but I am so deeply connected to my feminine energy and that is the most consistent energy that I live in and um that's my that's my home base You know, and yes, I know how to create a masculine container and structure for myself to support my feminine in whatever it is she wants to do. You know, yes, I have to tap into my masculine energy when I'm getting shit done, cleaning the house, putting grocery lists together, doing the laundry, whatever I'm doing. Um, There's the masculine energy is present, uh, but my essence is not this. Masculine man with the desire to provide for his family. And I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful that Florian is in that energy and does have that desire. And is that to say that this is gonna be our dynamic forever? No, absolutely not. I'm so open to things shifting and changing when it feels necessary and and when it feels in alignment. Um, and in this season, like, I get, I get to stay home with my baby. I get to pour my heart and my soul into my home and my family. And it feels so great to say that. And I'm so grateful. Um, but yeah, at the beginning of this pregnancy, I did not think that. <laughs> I did not think that at all. And... Um, so that's that's one of the the biggest things that i'm sitting with right now is this like deep deep gratitude for the invitation into slowness into the present you know because when this baby is here there's not going to be much to do and i say this in in like there's not going to be much else to do other than tend to this baby you know um be present with this little being that needs me, I'm also so excited to be needed, and I'm I'm like curious if that's something that a lot of other women have experienced when when transitioning into motherhood, um, because I, I I remember watching my sister have babies and my friends have kids and and just being like oh, I'm so excited for whenever I get the opportunity to. Um, yeah, be such an important role in someone's lives, like for this little being to need me. I'm so excited to be needed. And I'm sure, <laughs> as I'm saying this, I'm sh- I'm I'm thinking like, I'm sure there's going to be a time where I'm just like, I wish that Florian could breastfeed. <laughs> I wish that I could transport my boobs onto Florian's body so that I can just relax and sleep through the night and he can deal with everything. Like, I'm sure there's going to be times where I feel and wish otherwise, and when when I get there, like I'll sit in that, I'll feel that, but in this moment, I'm, yeah, sitting in, in some of that excitement for um, this little being needing me and being, being somebody's whole world, you know. Oh, I just think it's so beautiful and such a special, sacred role. Just so so sacred I can feel like <laughs> past version of me my maiden self being like I can't believe you're sitting here saying all of this <laughs> but that's something so beautiful about this journey is like the ebbs and flows and um you know does that mean like Right now, I'm sitting here feeling all of of this. Does that mean I'm never going to have an experience where I'm wishing to go back to my maiden self or, you know, to be child free and not have any responsibility? I'm sure I'm sure I will have that experience come up at some point. Um, But again, just honoring what's alive in the present moment. Mm-hmm something else that's been really really potent and at the forefront this entire pregnancy what it's initiated me into is reclaiming my power in so many ways so many ways which is yeah really beautiful and I again like I don't think that I would have I, I I don't think I would have learned these lessons in the way that I did in the time that I did if I hadn't gotten pregnant um I was still so people pleasing I was still so in my good girl programming, and there's nothing wrong with that, I just want to say this piece, like, there is nothing wrong with that, we are all on our own timelines, navigating our own stories, our own trauma, um, our own lived experiences, like, we are all navigating it in such different ways, um, but for me, I I was like so in my people pleaser Ugh. to the point where when I watched these videos of myself like parts of me was just like ooh ooh that does not feel good <laughs> that does not feel good and you know I reflect back to the first first draft of my why I'm choosing wild pregnancy and free birth episode that I recorded and how even choosing once I, once I already made the choice to not hire a midwife, to not be in the medical system, to walk this wild pregnancy and free birthing path. I was still like, so in my good girl programming, so afraid of getting in trouble of people attacking me that I was, I was not speaking in my power from my power. I was not speaking my full authentic radical honest truth like I was still watering myself down and tiptoeing around in so many ways and um yeah where I'm at now especially talking about wild pregnancy and free birth like when I first chose when people asked me if I had a midwife and I knew that I didn't I would be like oh, like, I would get so awkward and weird and uncomfortable and, like, scared of what people were going to think about me and um, if they were going to project their fears onto me and their own experience onto me, like, whatever it was, I was still so scared that I found myself, like, shrinking and retreating um, and just, like, shriveling up and my voice blocked and, and I would just be like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm talking to a few or you know, I wouldn't straight up be like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, And the other day at the farmer's market, there was a woman I was speaking to and she, she, it was the first time we'd seen each other since I was pregnant and she gave me a hug and she was like, oh, congratulations. It's, like so exciting. And she was like, are you going to do a home birth? Like, do you have a midwife? And I was like, no, I don't have a midwife. And she was like, oh, you're going to do it by yourself. And I was like, yeah and she was just like wow good for you and there was not that moment of like oh i need to i need to water this down in case she reacts in xyz ways i was just like yeah this is my truth think what you want and it was received so beautifully you know and she celebrated me in that um and you know this this village prenatal weekly women's circle that I'm going to right now that is so nourishing so deeply nourishing to my soul Um, all of us in that group have been have been talking like we're all free birthing and um, yesterday we had our most recent one and there was a new woman who had already free birthed her baby and she brought her baby and so like I'm just I'm finding myself now because I'm how do I want to say this? Because I am so firmly standing in my truth and um, not shying away from my truth out of fear of other people's uh, projections and judgments and whatnot. Um, now I'm finding myself in spaces and in conversations where we are all in alignment with each other because I've been that that lighthouse where. I share my truth and other people see and hear my truth and if they resonate, they come towards me and if they don't, they back away from me, you know? Um, and, and finding myself in that space where the, the conversation around free birth is so open and like we get to talk about all of our fears and the the things that are coming up for us and you know, in in a different way, in a different way than if it was in a conversation talking about medicalized birth like it's just so different the energy the frequency is so different and i'm just so grateful to be finding myself in these spaces now um and that has a lot to do with really standing in my power and embodying that <laughs> embodying that um because yeah, it's one thing like ear- earlier, earlier, earlier in my pregnancy to choose, like, yeah, I'm gonna do this. And it's another thing to actually stand in that power and stand in that truth, um, and embody embody that. Right? And so I feel this level of embodiment. Um, and even the way that I've just the past couple of days started to show up on online, like I was so scared. I made these Instagram stories (laughs) announcing that I was choosing a wild pregnancy and free birth and like, it was so dysregulating to my nervous system. Um, And now I'm like, why, why haven't I been sharing more about my experience on here? Like, why, why haven't I, you know, I just had this like moment of questioning like, oh, I actually have a lot that I can share about that I want to share about. Why haven't I done that yet? Um, and I realized like, oh, I've been too afraid. And now it feels easy. Now it feels normal and natural. And like, I, I'm i not making a post and sitting and fearing like, what if someone comments this? What if somebody calls me out? Blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, there's no, um, oh, what is it? What is the word? The word will come to me. Mm. Like, it's along the lines of watering myself down and tiptoeing around people. Disclaimers. There we go. Um, I'm not making any disclaimers. Like, this is just what I'm choosing for me. You can choose what's right for you. Like, I'm not even saying that because it's not my job. It is not my job. It is not my role. And that feels so empowering and freeing to say of like, Am I by sharing my experience? Am I telling everybody that they should do what I'm doing? No. Do I need to tell people this? No. Use your fucking discernment. Like we are adults, you know. Um, use your discernment. If your experience was different than mine, great. If your your body is different than mine, your your life is different than mine. Your relationship to yourself is different than mine. Right. Your whole. You know, childhood, trauma, stories, conditioning is different than mine. So your choice is going to be different than mine. I don't need to explain that every single time I talk about my experience, right? So even that, like, feels so good to just be like, I trust that you'll use your discernment. Um, oh, I'm like, I'm celebrating myself so hard right now. For how far I've already come and there's still like I still got the final stretch to go you know I'm still potentially I don't know 7 to 11 weeks <laughs> away estimating away from my actual birth you know um, I I still got a long ways to go <laughs> there's like oh my god there's some fear (laughs) there's some fear and like my body has to keep growing for that long oh my god how am i going to survive but i'll do it (laughs) i'll do it and i'll live and it'll be great (laughs) um and it'll be such a relief to have that baby in my arms and not in my womb and uh yeah then i'm initiated into a whole different experience of postpartum and slow postpartum slow healing um so anyways yeah that's been that's been also a really really potent powerful um powerful thing is reclaiming my power and really just being unapologetically me standing in that unapologetic radical honest truth Um, and that feels really great and like I love watching myself become this woman because I used to sit back and watch other women be in their power in this way and I would say like oh I could never be like that oh I could never say that oh I could never do that that could never be me you know and now I'm like oh wait (laughs) actually yeah it can and it is you know my version Of course, I am not anybody else, and I don't need to be, nor do I want to be. But my version of this empowered, embodied, sovereign woman. (laughs) Makes me squirm in my seat. Makes me so excited. Um, And yeah, just like so proud of myself for doing the work, because it's not easy. It's not like I woke up one day and was like oh, I'm now going to start acting like this empowered, embodied, sovereign woman um, that speaks her mind and doesn't use disclaimers and, you know, doesn't apologize for her truth and blah, blah, blah. Like, I didn't just wake up one day and become this person. And, you know, when I say this, I'm also <laughs> imperfectly living in this way. um, But it's it's slow 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 it takes time because it's nervous system expansion work expanding my nervous system my body my capacity to hold the discomfort of what if they judge me what if they shame me what if they project their fear onto me what if they tell me what to do what if they try to take my power away from me? What if they tell me I'm wrong? What if, what if, what if, what if, right? Can I can I sit in that and hold that and regulate myself enough, not fully, <laughs> but regulate myself enough to still operate from my truth, hmm. even while holding all of this at the same time? That's where the work has been. And that's, like, this slow burn, baby. And I love it. Like, oh, I love it so much. <laughs> I am thriving right now. <laughs> and it feels so good. And, like, oh, I wish I could go back to all of the versions of myself that I've been in this pregnancy that have wanted out. That have been so afraid. And... um resist it like i wish that i could go as myself now and you know of course i can do this work in in the quantum and sit with these parts of myself and maybe i will um but just go back and put my hand on her cheek and just be like you got this you're gonna be so grateful for this and you have no idea (laughs) you have no idea the blessings that are going to unfold for you because of walking this path Um, And just reassure her, those versions of me, just reassure them that they're, they're on the right path, even, even if it feels wrong at times, even if their divine temper tantrums are ever present, like, she's on the right path, and to keep walking and to keep going, and even, yeah, like, there's so many moments where I've been like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm just, doing it i guess i just i'll I'll keep walking in the direction i'm walking in and like i don't know if it's working i don't know if the work that i'm doing is working but here i am dysregulated again (laughs) um but it is it is and it just yeah sometimes my human mind can't see the full picture um can't see the shifts and the changes until one day I make a post on Instagram that I'm like, oh, I don't feel the need to people please here. I don't feel the need to use a disclaimer here. And my body is regulated. Oh my God. So freeing. Um, so yeah, that's been, that's been like a really, really potent lesson in this for me. Uh, <sighs> there's also been a lot of ancestral generational healing that has come up which um consciously like i knew kind of you know like uh, my my conscious mind can be like oh yeah of course it makes sense that you're healing a bunch of your you know ancestral trauma through pregnancy you're about to birth a new generation you know like of course makes sense (laughs) it makes sense and Actually living it is a different experience where, you know, um, something that in my present reality that is like kind of small uh, triggers this huge, huge emotional reaction that I'm like, this isn't even mine. You know, there was a time that Florian was going to go out uh it was like a super last minute thing and like there was no communication about it the whole situation was just weird and anyways we moved through it really beautifully but i got so triggered in my like abandonment wound and i've never been physically abandoned by a man by my dad my parents are still married and together and and uh you know my dad was always there um Physically, not always there emotionally, but, um, so like the depth of what I was feeling, I felt like my lived experience wasn't, it wasn't justified. <laughs> my reaction wasn't justified. And then I was like, oh my God, I'm not, I'm not crying for me. I'm crying for my mom. I'm crying for my grandmother. I'm crying for, um, yeah, I'm, I'm crying for all of these women before me, uh, that, were abandoned by the masculine in some way abandoned by the men in their lives in some way um, and yeah there was there's a lot a lot there um, but holding all of that, like let me tell you it is one thing <laughs> to experience my own emotions fully. Oh my God, if you're doing this work in your own way, with me alongside me, um you know you know that that allowing ourselves to feel the depth of what is ours and ours alone is a lot. It can be almost too much to hold on our own sometimes. And so to feel my stuff and my sister's stuff and my mom's stuff and my grandmother and my great-grandmother and my great-great-grandmother and so on, like my aunts, oh, to feel all of their stuff as well, Oof. 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 <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. And it is so fucking powerful. And I'm also really grateful to be doing this work and to be consciously doing this work um where, you know, I get to rewrite the stories. I get to shift the ways that that you know, the women in my lineage show up. I get to be a turning point in my line um, so the the women and not just the women but the people the beings that come after me get to act in a different way get to show up in a different way get to live in a different way and you know I mean my my family my parents like they did that they healed some stuff from their family um, from their parents and so on like there has been a trickle effect, you know, just cause I've had stuff to heal from my parents doesn't mean that my parents didn't do anything. Right. Um, but a big, a big one of this big one, a big uh, example of this was when I had a one-on-one session with Hannah, the primal priestess, which I'm going to have her on the show at some point soon. And I'm really excited to have a conversation with her. Um, but we, we were sitting with my, my fear, of what if I go to the hospital? What if I get transferred? Um and like what is my what is my actual biggest fear? M- my fear is is not the trauma. This is what I realized. Like my fear is not the potential trauma that I could have inflicted upon me. My fear is giving my power away. My fear is making myself smaller of of letting things happen to me that I don't consent to. And so we sat with that and this like pattern of giving power away. And I, yeah, I got to see that it was passed down from generations and generations and generations of women, uh, in my lineage it got passed down unwillingly and so what an honor what an honor it is for me to be doing this work in this way and healing these these things for myself and for all of the women who came before me you know and this is not just you know a generation generational healing does not just apply to the mother line, um, even, in, even in pregnancy, there's a lot that's um, being healed for everyone. Um, but of course, like the mother line is very potent and prominent right now. Um, so yeah, what a gift. As hard as it is, as challenging as it is, as much as there's there's a lot of grief that comes up with, you know, well, why? Why didn't the people before me do it? Do this work so that i could live in a different way so that i didn't have to carry this like why and i'm not going to get stuck on the why instead i'm going to yeah feel the grief that is there and then do the work so that i don't pass it on and i'm really grateful you know i'm really really grateful <laughs> oh it's still like it's it's so beautiful to hear myself sit in so much gratitude for this experience when i resisted it so hard at the beginning Mm. and i think that it's easier now because i can see and feel my my growth and expansion um when i couldn't yet even fathom it i was like oh hell no Um, and when I was in the midst of it, and you know, I'm still in the midst of a lot, okay? I, I, I by no means am I, like, done. Um, but, you know, when I'm in the midst of it, and I can't see, can't see, like, what the fuck is going on? I don't really know what's happening. I don't really, I don't really know the outcome. I'm just doing it because I feel like I don't have a choice. Um, I always have a choice. But the way that I live my life... My choice is to sit in the, in the hardship, in the discomfort, in the emotions, in the healing and yeah, keep going um, because of these moments that I'm sitting in right now. And yes, like I'm still experiencing some unpleasant experiences while being pregnant. I have this new unlocked pregnancy symptom of absolutely hating the sound of Florian's chewing to the point that it will bring me to tears. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that's hard, you know, when I'm just raging at him and he's not doing anything wrong. <laughs> and then I feel guilty for being mad at him and I just cry and I'm just like, I don't want to hear you chewing, but you have to eat and I love you and you're not doing anything wrong. And he's he's so great. He's just like, I can eat in my room. And I'm like, no, but then I'll never get to eat with you again. <laughs> and he's like babe it's temporary like this is all temporary it's okay (laughs) it's okay it's all right um if i if i need to eat away from you for a little while that's okay maybe you just put in headphones and listen to music while we eat and he's he's amazing i'm so grateful for him as well (laughs) um but yeah i'm also still like i'm still experiencing some discomfort and I can hold both at the same time. There's still, like, a lot of physical discomfort in my body when I need my body to stretch and expand a little bit more to, yeah, feel more comfortable with holding the size of this baby. Um, And that's where, like, yeah, some days, like, I'm also in tears about how uncomfortable I am in my body. And last night, last night I was up for like, an hour or so in the middle of the night, because I had such bad heartburn, such bad acid reflux that, like, I couldn't even lay down, and I just had to sit there in silence in the dark (laughs) until, like, yeah, until my body settled enough for me to go back to sleep, um, and that was really uncomfortable, you know, so there's, like, there's still things, there's still things, there's still some fears that come up, um, and I'm, I'm sitting in the gratitude at the same time I'm really open to the full ex- expression yeah, sure, I guess I'll choose that word the full expression of this experience, the full spectrum that's what I wanted to say, of this experience I'm open to feeling it all And sitting in in it all and giving each (laughs) aspect of it the time and attention and awareness that it deserves. Um, But yeah, today, there's so much gratitude. And it makes me so excited to see, like, who am I going to be after I birth? Who am I going to be after the first 40 days? who am i going to be in 6 months from now in a year from now like who am i going to be if i've grown this much in 31 weeks like i oh i'm just so excited to see how much more um my how much more i am you know shaped into the woman that i want to be that i'm meant to be by these experiences oh I'm so excited and like I've been talking to a lot of free birthing mamas and I'm also so excited for birth and I have this like small part of myself that is kind of like it's the part of myself that is thriving when I'm like (laughs) convulsing on the ground crying gagging throwing up in the depths of like my deepest darkest shit um that part of me that enjoys that that loves that (laughs) is like, oh, I want birth to rip me wide open, to crumble me, to absolutely dissolve me until I am nothing. (laughs) Wow, that sounds so dramatic and I love it. (laughs) And I own it, I claim it, I claim that drama Um, because that's the part of me that like, I feel alive in those moments, you know? So like, yeah, I'm so excited for birth. I'm so excited for what it's gonna teach me. I'm so excited for the ways that it's gonna humble the fuck out of me. I'm so excited for the ways that it's gonna break me because I know even in the moment, if it's the hardest thing that I've ever done in my entire life, I know that there will be a time in my life where I look back and I'm so fucking grateful Oh, I've got so much to look forward to. I've got so much to look forward to. Hmm. Hmm. I love it. So, yeah, that feels like a good stopping point for me. I could go on for days, baby. I could go on for days. But that feels like a really beautiful stopping point um, to start to close out this episode. That's where I'm at. At 31 weeks, that's where I'm at. And, uh... Yeah, you might hear (laughs) episodes from me later down the line where I'm just like, I can't stand it. I don't want to be pregnant anymore. Fuck this. (laughs) Um, But really just honoring and celebrating where I'm at in this present moment and honoring and celebrating myself for being willing to walk down this path in the way that I have, you know? I, I could easily, easily have uh, yeah, I could easily have disconnected myself from all of this and just been like, well, I'm going to dissociate for my entire pregnancy. And then, oh my God, there's a baby here. Now there's all this emotional stuff that I got to work through. Um, but I'm really grateful for the way that I've chosen to do this. And, you know, it's just, it just feels so right and natural for me. Um, and the ways that I, live my life the ways that I show up to myself into life into my experiences it just feels so right um and normal so yeah I can't imagine myself doing it any other way um but yeah so much love so much gratitude so much joy so much everything <laughs> so much life I I truly am just so grateful and so excited mm. And I'm so excited that I've been like slowly documenting my pregnancy on this podcast because what a joy and a gift it's going to be for me to go back in a year's time and listen to these episodes or go back when I'm pregnant for the second time and listen to these episodes and get to relive parts of my experience that that I'm in right now. Future Eden, if you're listening to this, you're welcome. Um, while I'm, while I'm living this experience a second time in a different way, in a different timeline, different place, you know, how beautiful, what a gift, what a gift. So anyways, as always, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening, for supporting. Um, yeah, just being, just being here. I'm really grateful. And I hope that I could share some of my gratitude. I hope some of my gratitude has leaked in to your own energy field, your own being today. Um, And yeah, hopefully brighten you, lift you a little bit um, for the rest of your day. But yeah, if not, that's always okay too. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love you.